1: part of the Locked On podcast network. Your team every day.
0: What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. Hey, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. So this season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Hello again, friends. Billy Rossetti with you guys here on another edition of the pod. Hope you guys are having a good start to your week. We are rolling on. I uh, wanted to wrap up, you know, kind of wrap up, I guess, a little bit uh, talking about the LA Chargers game. Uh, again, big win for the Panthers. Uh, I wanted to touch a little bit, though, specifically on the pass rush from Sunday's game. because I actually went back earlier today and I started watching... Uh, a little bit of the all 22 and watched a little bit of the, some of the pressures, especially early in the game with, uh, with the Panthers. And in particular, uh, the first sack they had of Justin Herbert. And we know Brian Burns had an, an incredible game on Sunday. I mean, he was just all over the field, just getting pressure on Herbert almost all day, whether it was, um, Really, whoever it was at offensive tackle, because even the Chargers made uh, a bit of a change there at the offensive tackle. But uh, Brian Burns just uh, an incredible game. But I wanted to touch too on the Marquise Haynes, uh, the Marquise Haynes sack first, and um, I just thought that was a, a really incredible play because you know when you when you go back and look at that first sack, you see the Panthers do uh, a great job of gaming the Chargers on that play. Um, actually, you have stunts on both ends if you go back and watch it. Uh, the tackles are going... Well, actually, you more or less have all DNs uh, out there on, on the field. Uh, you know, FAO Bod is kind of the only, you know, end-slash-tackle, I guess. But other than that, on that play, they're lining up three points three defensive ends on on the front line there cuz even Steven Weatherly is inside as kind of a uh, a three tech but when you go back and watch you'll see the two inside guys Weatherly and Alba kind of attack first and they both kind of end up getting double teamed and you'll see the two ends which are Brian Burns and Marquise Haynes they're going to they're going to uh, attack vertically a little bit first, and then they're going to uh, they're going to begin their stunt. And just a um, just a great great play. And what was interesting too about uh, especially Marquise Haynes was that when you go back and watch him get the sack, you'll see um, you'll see you'll see Haynes. Haynes and Burns kind of step up, and then begin their stunt. And as Haynes is kind of swinging around Obada, who ends up getting double teamed by the uh, the center and the left guard, the tackle's trying to track Haynes, and Haynes switch uh, sweeps inside. So the tackle's thinking, okay, now I'm going to double team uh, FA Obada with the left guard, thinking that it's just going to get passed off to the to the center. Or, the, or yeah, the center. But when you go back and watch it, you see that as Haynes is making his switch, the center is still attacking Obada, and the center doesn't get his eyes toward Haynes coming until it's too late. And, you know, even kind of watching the play live, you'll see Obata come up, Haynes step up a little bit before making his move. So now he's making the stunt. He's wrapping around Obata and everybody. So the Chargers left tackle is now thinking, okay, now I got to handle Obata because Haynes is going inside. So Obata is going to be on the outside. So now I've got him Well, the center is still working on Obata and the quickness of Haynes, he's able to uh, dip his shoulder, get around that corner. And by the time the center turns his head around and sees Haynes going after the quarterback. Haynes has already passed him. Center has no chance. Haynes gets right in there. Justin Herbert has no chance. And even Brian Burns is in there as well. Pretty much the same thing. Now at least um, the two guys that were guarding Weatherly and Burns uh, were a little more active in these two guys. Weatherly attacks vertically. He's attacking the B-gap. Getting double teams. But the right guard at least makes an attempt to stop Brian Burns. He kind of sees Burns coming around, but Burns does a great job of dipping the shoulder and using his speed to blow right by the left guard. And again, by the time Burns swings around the right guard, Haynes is already there. So if Haynes didn't get there, Burns almost certainly was going to be. And and even O'Bada got in the mix as well. So, I mean, just a, a great first sack there for for Marquise Haynes, and it just kind of showed the, um, that was just kind of the start, I guess we'll say, of, of what became a, uh, a great pass rushing day for the Panthers, you know, they, they sacked Herbert twice, but definitely got some pressures, you know, especially Brian Burns, I mean, he ended up having a, uh, a great day on Sunday with pressures, and, uh, and of course getting in there on a sack. So it just kind of showed that things started to uh to to come together for the Panthers this week at the uh at the pass rush position whether it was uh Sam Tevy first at left tackle or Trey Pipkins eventually coming in as in as well later in the game. The Panthers just kind of seemed to have their way a little bit with the uh with the Chargers offensive line and we said last week that was going to be one of the keys to the Panthers winning this game was getting pressure and, you know, making Herbert work, showing, uh, making him show some sort of resiliency for the first time in the NFL. You know, he certainly held his own, but there was just a, a lot of pressure and it helped the Panthers uh, get off the field uh, a couple of times. So that was definitely one of the positives. Uh, Was that early pass rush that kind of set the tone and that early sack that kind of set the tone uh, for the rest of the game? Now, on the flip side, you know, the Panthers can still do a better job of uh, protecting Teddy Bridgewater. You know, they had some issues at left tackle, and that's a little something else I kind of want to focus on uh, at the next spot here. But before we get into that, uh, a couple of shout outs to our friends of the podcast. First, our friends over at rockauto.com. Our old friend's been with us for a while now. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars like Fiat and Kia or Pacifica, XT5, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that he happens or his warehouse happens to carry? You guys have computers, and you guys have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and extremely easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfer. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember to write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And of course our friends at Built Bar The best tasting protein bar ever. Go to uh, BuiltBar.com and check out all the stuff they have, including their new and improved Built Bar, which is even deliciouser and still just as great tasting as it was before. Six brand new flavors, of course, nut and non-nut flavors, and the 12 original flavors that you guys know and love these bars of course are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew and built bars of course are healthy as they are great for the health conscious guy which means you can lose or maintain weight while the uh, while indulging in a delicious treat these bars are great for low calorie low sugar high protein high in fiber and they're great for a keto diet so to check these out for yourself just go to rock Or excuse me, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off your first order. So again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off at BuiltBar.com.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out locked on NFL scouting available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: So I said, I wanted to talk about the offensive line, but I I do want to shout out someone too, uh, before we get into, uh, the offensive line play and, that's Derek Brown. You know, Derrick Brown, some might say he's had a little bit of a, a slow start to his NFL career. But you know, we also have to remember that, you know, some of these rookies, and I get some of these other guys are are playing quite well. I know Javon Kinlaw has been doing pretty well for the for the 49ers, but overall, I mean, these rookies are still kind of picking up speed. Uh, but Derek Brown Looks like he's already starting to figure out. I mean, I thought he had a, a pretty decent game. Uh, he's you know, looking better in run defense and really just doing an excellent job. He even saw early in the game, uh, he makes a, a really good stop in the backfield. You, you see the explosion off the ball. You see him uh, reading his keys well, using his hands, really doing a great job, flashing a lot of the stuff that made him so dominant at Auburn, and you know these are skills that i think you can uh, continue to build on and just kind of as he develops and you know gets stronger and gets better he's going to continue to turn into one of the better uh, defensive tackles i think in a couple of years but he's already started to um he's already started to figure it out a little bit with um you know especially in the run game you know he's already starting to kind of overpower some of these games there you know there were times that he really just kind of bullied some of these uh some of these offensive linemen and you know he's already being double teamed so teams are already starting to you know keep a, a close eye on him and of course he's having to step up a little bit obviously too because of the fact that um obviously K1 short is uh is not playing. So Derek Brown certainly has uh has his work cut out for him a little bit. But Derek Brown's been playing uh very well and has just been kind of part two of that uh you know we we'd like to see him a little bit more in the pass rush um but overall i i thought uh i thought he's been starting to pick up speed a little bit here in this defense and i think he's just going to continue to develop and continue to just play uh extremely well uh as these weeks and years go by but it wasn't all peaches and cream of course In Carolina, you know, there were definitely some issues, I thought, especially on the offensive line. I mean, you can tell the team was uh, hurting a little bit and missing Russell Okung, at least early in the game, when Greg Little was out there. You know, I thought Greg Little kind of struggled a little bit. You know, it looked like he was still kind of slow against some uh, some of these edge guys. Now, again, you know, we obviously have to cut Little a little bit of slack because... You know, he was almost kind of getting thrown to the wolves out there a bit. And, I mean, look, anytime you're facing a guy like Joey Bosa, it's it's going to be a rough time. But it wasn't just Joey Bosa that was getting the better of Greg Little. It was Yuchenna uh, Nuoso, uh, the Chargers' second-round pick from 2018, that is starting to piece things together, I think, a little bit here in his, uh, his third year with the Chargers. And you know this was a big opportunity for him as well because of course Melvin Ingram didn't play with that knee injury and now he's on IR. So I think you're really going to start to see Nuoso uh, kind of break out a little bit more. So this was almost kind of his uh, the beginning of his coming out party uh, in the pass rush. But I tell you what he he had himself a pretty good game. He was beating up on Greg Little, who, um, like I said, I mean there were moments that uh, you you would have liked to seen him. You know, maybe not overstep as much, or um, just be a little bit more aggressive in uh, in pass pro. Now, Trent Scott, on the other hand, I thought I thought actually had a pretty good game. You know, I think, uh, and, I, and we talked about this on Monday. Scott um, Scott overall, I thought just looked just looked better. I thought he was uh, more comfortable out there, uh, a little bit more aggressive seem to protect a little more than uh or at least did a better job I think in pass pro than Greg Little. And you know, I certainly want to dig more into that. But overall, I think right and again it's only one game, but uh Trent Scott I thought definitely had the uh a little bit of the edge on Greg Little. Now at least it shows that the Panthers at least do have some reliable depth. Behind Russell Okung, in case uh, in case he can go, you know. Hopefully, he'll uh, he'll be back next week. Now, of course, remember last week of practice, he missed on Thursday, but he was practicing in full on Friday. So maybe the Panthers were just kind of taking it easy a little bit with Okung, and just wanted to give him a little bit of rest before bringing him back next week. And as we know. Next week doesn't get much easier in terms of you know, especially on the edge protecting the pass, because you're going to have Chandler Jones breathing down Teddy Bridgewater's neck. So he's going to be obviously the guy to look out for. So uh, if they can get Russell Okung back next week, that's going to be a, a huge boost to this offensive line. But one guy that did impress, and again, I I said this on Monday, and kind of getting a uh, a little bit more of a deeper look at him. Chris Reed I thought played really well on Sunday. I thought he uh I thought he attacked the run very well. He's you know quick, you know he's pretty quick and on pass pro he's not really losing sight of his guys. He's you know aggressive with his hands. He's keeping defenders at bay. I thought Chris Reed really showed that uh you know maybe he can be he can continue to be the starter going for now it'll be interesting if they get Michael Schofield back in there and then of course eventually Dennis Daly will be back but you know if Chris Reed has to come in and and play a little bit more for the Panthers that's not going to be the worst thing in the world because I thought Chris Reed handled himself you know and held his own quite well on Sunday so it would not surprise me at all if uh if he's getting a little more playing time as the weeks go on um but again, I think once Dennis Daly comes back healthy, they're gonna slot him back at left guard and then keep of course John Miller at right guard. But at least now that some of these guys are getting these reps, you don't really worry as much about the depth of the offensive line now again, it's still you know a bit of a question mark, and certainly one of the uh, the weakest points on this team, especially the interior, but um. At least they have guys that they feel comfortable with now. At least we kind of saw it on Sunday. They have guys that they're comfortable throwing out there uh, in a pinch in case one of these top guys get injured. But like I said, I thought Chris Reed played pretty well, and then you know wouldn't surprise me if they go with Trent Scott right now over um over uh, Greg Little at least in terms of the. Uh, the pecking order at the tackle position. Ideally, of course, um, you want Russell Okung back in there at left tackle, but, um, you know, and this team still sees like, cause obviously Marty Herney's still there and he's the guy that made the trade up for him. So they still want to see what they have in Greg little, because again, I mean, they, they felt they traded up for him for a reason. Now it's a new coaching staff, but it's the same front office, you know, the same leader of the front office, so they're gonna they're gonna continue to see what they have in uh, in uh, Greg Little. So we'll see how long this experiment lasts. But so far, it's been and, and again, you know, a little bit of context here. Obviously, he's been banged up for most of his career. He missed how many games last season with a concussion, uh, missed time in training camp. So you know like i said earlier he he almost kind of got thrown to the wolves a little bit because of uh, because uh, you know given the situation but you know he definitely still needs work and some might be surprised i mean look this guy used to be a, a five star recruit he used to be thought of as one of the the best tackles i mean i remember la uh, or i should say 2 years ago when the 19 draft cycle started this guy was being looked at as one of the top tackles in the country and he falls to the second round. So, you know, he still has his issues. He still has some mechanics that he needs to clean up. But, you know, at least he he got in there and, and had a big test. Now, again, a lot of the tackles are going to look silly against Joey Bosa. So I'm not discrediting, discrediting him on that part. But you would like to see... Some of his uh, some of his techniques kind of cleaned up a little bit as well. And again, De so certainly got the better of him as well. So there was again obviously some good and some bad on both lines. I mean, the, again, the the defensive line I thought had a, a very productive day, namely Brian Burns, who was all over the field. Derek Brown is starting to come together a little bit in the run game. He's obviously not perfect by any means, but he's. Uh, he's starting to get there, and the Marquise Haynes had a nice sack early in the game. So a lot of players starting to contribute here for the Panthers, which is nice to see. Now you want to start to see just about everything kind of come together, and this team really start to click. And uh, we'll see if that happens Sunday. And again, what in what should be a, a an interesting game against the Cardinals, and that pass rush is going to have to continue because they've obviously got to find a way to stop Kyler Murray. And you know, maybe you use last week's game against the Lions or what the Lions did last week as sort of a blueprint for stopping Kyler Murray. Because again Kyler threw three interceptions on Sunday. And that was a big reason why the Lions won that game. So maybe you look maybe you watch that game a little bit and try to figure out some things that you can do. Uh, As the Panthers defense it will be really interesting to see how they try to contain Kyler Murray and how they try to somewhat slow down uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But just wanted to come on here touch a little bit on the pass rush from Sunday Uh, again specifically that first sack which I thought was uh, really well drawn up and really well executed by both Marquise Haynes and Brian Burns and really for that matter. The two inside guys there as well, F.A. Obata and Stephen Weatherly. So a, a job well done all around. So that's what I kind of wanted to touch on today. We got that in there. So got a little bit of tape talk in today, which was good. Um... And I think that's going to be a, a good place to stop here. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Uh, as always, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Bill underscore Ricetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast, uh, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. And thanks, as always, for the support. Thanks for tuning in and making me a part of your Tuesday. Hope you have a great rest of it. And we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends.